Kia ora, I'm Karen O'Leary and this is Full Disclosure. We're going to talk to politicians, builders, actors, writers and media personalities to find out how coming out was for them. This podcast is bursting with pride to be supporting Rainbow Youth. Joining me in the Full Disclosure studio is actress and voice performer Jodie Rimmer. Jodie has starred on such TV hits as Young Hercules, Xena Warrior Princess and even that great reality show Celebrity Treasure Island. A lot of us have internalised homophobia. Yeah. Some of my best gay friends yes. have internalised homophobia. So that's just a really normal thing. Don't give yourself a hard time. Try not to judge yourself. Go with what feels natural. Welcome, Jodie. Thank you so much for making the time to come in and chat to me. Kia ora. Kia ora. Now, Jodie, obviously people know you from, from all sorts of things. Young Hercules back in the day, it was about five years ago, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, from my 20s, five years ago. Yeah, yeah, that's right. No, yeah. Actually, ageing is a privilege. It was a long time ago. Yeah, and I think, you know, you've just got so many strings to your bow. I mean, is there anything you can't do? You sell water tanks, you were in that amazing film New Tuesday. That's right, which I forgot a... about selling water tanks. Yeah, well, I heard you were very good at it. <laughs> <laughs> I pop up every now and then on the screens or at the theatre, but, you know, I do other stuff as well. I work with kids, that's yes. something that I do. But, I mean, I don't really want to be acting full-time, but if someone asks me... If there was more work, I'd probably be happy to take it. But no, actually, that's not true. I actually really do love working with the children and not having the pressure of having to be someone else all the time. I quite like being me. Well, I'm not surprised you're a fantastic person. <laughs> I like being around you, so there you go. It's a win-win. Let's get into the real nitty-gritty, the reason we're all here. Okay. Um, well, we're both here. There's okay. only two of us. Okay. Can you tell me a bit about your home? Who do you live with? In my photo, there is me and my two children, who are 12 and a half, going on 16, thanks very much. And 10 going on 14, thanks very much. <laughs> and just me and then our beautiful dog, Hiwa. And obviously the nature of this podcast is we're talking to people about their sexuality, how mm. they identify. How would you identify in terms of your sexuality, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, I'm happy to talk about it, but it's something I haven't really spoken about in a public forum before, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Maybe I have. Actually, I can't remember. I identify as bisexual, and I have done for many years. And obviously because I do know you and mm. I know a bit about you, you were you have been in a relationship with the father of your children. Yes. Was that for quite a long time? Yes, time? it was about 10 years. Were you bisexual when you were with him? Yes. Did he know that about you? Oh, absolutely. Should I start at the beginning? Please do. That's the best place to start. Otherwise, we've got no idea what's happening in the story. I thought I was heterosexual and then I probably at about the age of about 18 or 19 I had my first relationship with a woman and so not long after that I came out as lesbian to my parents. How did that go? Not very well. I mean this is a long time ago and my parents have grown a lot since then. It wasn't like in the movies, like in the good movies where it's loving and supportive but they were just doing the best that they could. Uh, They Mm. were scared I think. Yeah. I think to quote my mother, you'll never walk down the aisle. Back in that day, you wouldn't have been allowed to walk down the aisle yeah. to get married well, to, if right. it happened to be to a woman that you're in love with. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. So, so her, her concerns were valid. They were. So thankfully that's changed now. If you did want to get married, you, you can these days. If you want to do it more than once. Why not, <laughs> I say. <laughs> they both reacted in a sort of scared, angry way. Was that really hard for you? Yeah, it was. But I was sort of expecting it. I just wanted to be upfront. I've always been quite a brave person. I try not to take it to heart. I was a lesbian for, I don't know, three years or something. And then I worked out after that that I was probably bisexual because I was attracted to both men and women. 
Absolutely. And that's basically the definition of being bisexual, isn't it? <laughs> it is. And bisexuals get a hard time. Why do you think that is? I think it's because people think that bisexuals should just make up their mind. Yep. That's the common thing. Just <laughs> choose one. Are you just too scared to be gay? Just, yeah. I mean, I think that is a common misconception. And my answer to that is no, I'm not going to choose one. I love both and can love both and um, that's very natural for me to be with a woman and it's very natural for me to be with a man. I think people think that we're just sort of sitting on the fence and I think too that a lot of young people experimenting with their Mm -hmm. sexuality say they're bisexual and you know what, that's fine. Like who cares? If if they're just trying to discover their authentic self, absolutely, they can go for that, you know. I, I just think people care too much about what other people are doing. Why do they care so much? If I'm bisexual, good on me. If you're straight, good on you. Absolutely, Jodie. I fully agree with you. Um, so you were living as a lesbian mm. for a couple, few years and then you decided you were bisexual. Was this an announcement that you made to people or did you just did it just something that happened and you knew it for yourself or was it something that you felt the need to announce to those that you knew? I was still discovering. I was kind of surprised when I was attracted to a man again and then had you know, several relationships with men and then had another relationship with a woman. So I just just was like, okay, this is what's happening. Yeah. I must be bisexual. Yeah. So no, I never had a party. Right. Maybe I should have one. Well, we can have a party. Would you like to come? Yes, I'd love to come okay. to your party. Yeah. Um, I have been sort of celibate for the last two years as well, so maybe I'll have a... Is that by choice? It is actually, yeah. I've just had a big reset on a lot of things mm-hmm. and it's been a, a good time, a healing time, but maybe I'm ready to come out properly. And get back on the horse, so to speak. <laughs> so to speak, get back in the saddle. Yeah, and whichever saddle it is. If it's a male saddle, great. Female saddle, love it. You just choose the saddle that feels right for you. Thank you. Yeah, that's right. I'm very much looking forward to this party. <laughs> so in terms of those people around, like, like your children and mm. your mum and dad now, I guess, have you talked to them about the fact that you are bisexual, that you, you're that you can fall in love with men or women and that's just part of who you are? Yeah, I've spoken about it particularly with my children mm-hmm. and kids these days are amazing. Yep. Thank goodness. Um, They're so much better than we were. So much better. And it's so exciting for the world that they're so onto it. Both my kids have no problem with with that at all. In fact, they're extremely accepting of anyone and everyone and all sexualities. And it's just so cool to see. They just think it's really cool that I'm like one of their favourite characters from the show SWAT. She's bisexual. All right, great. (laughs) She's also really hot. The fact that they think. I was going to say, is it a bit weird that your kids think you're kind of hot? No, no, they don't think she's hot. They haven't. Oh, right, so you think she's hot, right, sorry. I think she's hot. (laughs) Okay, yeah. She's also very fit and extremely um, good at her job, which matters a lot if you're on SWAT. So um, my youngest was like, oh, that's great, Mum. You're just like, I can't remember her name, Lena, I think it is. You're just like Lena. And I'm like, Yes, 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 I am, <laughs> just like Lena. <laughs> Thank you. Do you think the fact that you were bisexual changed any of your relationships with friends or family? I think just me being who I am, I just try and live an authentic life. And I feel like because of that, I have nourishing, quite rich friendships. Mm. So that's just me being me. And I guess my sexuality is just kind of part of that. Everyone in my close circle will know that I'm bisexual, but... 
you know, other friends, whatever, you know, you're in different circles. I probably aren't aware because I certainly haven't been in a relationship for the last two yeah. or three years. And like you say, you haven't had the party yet. I haven't had the party. I don't have the T-shirt. It's, it's, not so. on, it's not on the media, is it? Well, it will be now. Oh, Everyone's going to know now. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, people, my close friends won't be surprised at all because they just know me as me. And I think if I'm around, like, for example, when I went to Celebrity Treasure Island and mixing with different people that I wouldn't usually mix with. Tell me about it. <laughs> I was subjected to different views and, and attitudes, and attitudes mm. which were quite shocking to me because I realised that my world and the people that I deal with are all yes. great and cool and easygoing. And Hence why you hang out with them. So I was quite shocked. I was just reminded of how sheltered my life is in a, in a world that I have built uh, around authentic people. Well, maybe it's not necessarily sheltered, but you've made sure that it's safe. Thank you. Oh, I like that. Yes, I have made sure that it's safe. And you've chosen the, the people around you that are going to also ensure that safety. Yeah. And security and love. Yes. Compassion. Yes. All of those things. Exactly. Why do you think as a society or as people, we still have to make that, like, you know, make mm. that, dis- that statement and say, look, I'm coming out and I'm this, is it because it's point of difference for the general public. And then, and then often people have the, a really traumatic experience with coming out. You know, mm. I mean, I've, I've been very lucky and it sounds like you have as well in terms of the support that you've had. But w- how can we fix it for all those other people and for the people that just have got this really negative attitude towards who someone wants to love. Gosh, I wish we knew the answer to that. I was hoping you had the answer to that. <laughs> I don't know if we knew that answer. The world would be a, a, better, place. a better place. But it's just people have different points of view, don't they? Sexuality, of course, you just grow up organically, like however you are. That's who you are. So, yeah, I do wonder why we have to – it's not shout these things out – but for mm. me, I wanted to be honest with my family, to be the authentic me. But for people that don't have a safe environment, I can't imagine what that would be like, having to pretend all the time. I mean, I've lived in different pockets of my life where I felt like I wasn't being the real me. Say I was in a relationship that wasn't serving me anymore or and, and I was taking a while to build up the courage to have that conversation and also to make sure that what I was feeling was actually real and true that I did want to finish with a relationship yeah so carrying that sort of not secret but that sort of change and that sort of information just carrying that before you have the courage to talk to someone about it is a lot absolutely yeah and thinking of these people growing up in an environment where they're carrying that all the time it breaks my heart mm. but we haven't worked out how to fix it yet no we haven't um just support and absolutely places yeah. like rainbow youth and this podcast and people who are authentically trying to make a space where people can feel safe because this is life. We're mixed up, made up of all these different types of people. We have to find a way to find our people and then, yeah, have a safe life. I've mentioned this before. At the end of the day, if you're just someone who wants to be in love with someone, no matter who they are, but you're not hurting anyone else, Mm. why should it matter to anybody else? Absolutely. I do remember uh, there was a comment that got back to me when I was, yeah, I'm probably like 19, and I was walking along the street with my then girlfriend at Ponsonby Road to boot, yeah. holding hands. And this got back to me through girls I've gone to high school with. So they probably left high school, what, two or three years earlier. And, you know, I felt from the comment that that wasn't okay, what I was doing, mm. you know. And, I mean, there have been other instances where I felt like on the outer and not that what I was doing was not okay. But just that feeling of 
um, shame. You know, and shame can live so closely to the surface mm-hmm. in so many of us. But yeah, shame is shame is just hard, and it's isolating. Shame is so isolating. I think you're conflating a whole bunch of issues. You don't want to be held to account well, no, on I, I, rising child no, abuse numbers. You can manipulate crime statistics. I, I promised I wouldn't have a tattoo about Dr. Journalism. Hang into the National Party's no, attack line there. No, that, I think that it would be a resignation offence if I didn't deliver tax reduction. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're, I'm not worried about it at all. Nothing if in there. That sits with you perfectly fine. That's what, we're, that's what we're focused on. Whatever happens in politics, the weird, the wonderful, the important, the thought-provoking, we got you. Listen to Tova wherever you get your podcasts. When you had your, your first girlfriend, what, when you were 19, how did the people around you respond to that? My friends were not surprised. Some of them were yep. already gay. I mean, you know, yep. it was lucky that that was a safe place for me. You've got to have to think about your speech at your party. Yes, have you, yes. What, Let's have a practice now. Okay. Um, <clears throat> thanks, everyone, for coming. Thanks to Karen for flying up from Wellington. Some of you might have suspected this for quite some time. I'm not only a mother... I'm a motherfucker. No, just kidding. <laughs> How's it going so far? It's speech. really good. Okay, great. You keep going. Quiet, please. I'll say that a lot in my speech. <laughs> yeah. People often say to me, oh, come on, you have to be gay. You're a soccer coach. You play soccer. I mean, look, come on, Jody. And I'm like, thank you. Um, <laughs> and I do feel really comfortable in those roles. And I've wondered over the years, but still I have an attraction to both. So people don't necessarily feel comfortable with you being bisexual, with me being bisexual. And it's kind of annoying. Like, Well, it must be Why annoying. does it matter? Well, it shouldn't matter. Again, I'm a little bit ignorant when it comes to bisexuality, obviously because I'm not it. And I, so I don't, it's, you know, it's like you can't fully understand something you haven't lived. Yeah. So in terms of like, can I just ask you some yeah. random questions? Sure. So when you start to fancy someone, does it just happen in exactly the same way regardless of whether you're a man or a woman? Yeah, absolutely. So you just meet someone you like quite like you? Yeah, I mean, it's actually, it's harder to meet women because I just live mainly in a heterosexual society. That's basically, that's the more dominant sexuality. So I find it harder to meet women. I just think what you've said about being your authentic self, being genuine and just living your life as who you want to be, in a really positive, supportive way. I think that's really the crux of why I think you're such an amazing person. Oh, thank you. Also, too, now that I'm a parent, well, actually, I've been a parent for, it feels like 100 years, but I think it's 12 and a half. <laughs> yeah. All that stuff's really under the spotlight for me. How am I bringing up my children? Mm. Is this a safe place for them to find out who they are authentically? So um, I've had to relook at all that stuff again. Yeah. Um, and, you know, sexuality is all part of that. Um, and now I'm just at that stage with them where I'm like totally cringe. Whatever I do is like so same as, my, same as Melvin. Yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah. So it's lots of fun. It's great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My embarrassing your kids is actually quite fun, isn't it? Let's be honest. <laughs> All right. Just lastly, because we are getting to the end of this amazing chat, is there any advice you'd give to young people that are bisexual out there if they are? hopefully thinking about their sexuality. I think that's a really healthy thing to yes. to be thinking about and ruminating on, experimenting even. Just to not judge yourself. Go with what feels natural. And also, you know, a lot of us have internalised homophobia. Absolutely. Some of my yeah. best gay friends yes. who are on the deeply on the end of the gay spectrum yeah. have internalised homophobia. So that's just a really normal thing to have. We've been living in, the, in a heterosexual world. And it's it's just normal to have those feelings of internalised homophobia. Yeah, I just think don't give yourself a hard time. Try not to judge yourself. 
hopefully you can find someone to share your thoughts with, whether yeah. it's a friend or a guidance counsellor at school, yes. someone at Rainbow Very Youth. Yep. I think parents are getting better at parenting as well. We just want a place where you can have a loving life. That's how I parent my children, and hopefully other parents are on board with that as well. Not saying that I'm better. <laughs> but you are. No, 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 you are better. I mean, you're not saying it. Jody, it has been an absolute pleasure. Has it? it re- no, I'm, yes, I'm being authentic. I'm, you should recognise that because you're so authentic. Yeah, look, um, that's one of the things I love about you is well, that you are an authentic person and it's just been so great to see you on Celebrity Treasure Island and all the work that you do just being yourself because um, young people need to see that. Oh, you're going to make me feel a bit upset now, Jody. That's very kind of you and I'm supposed to be thanking you, not you thanking me. We've got keep getting this all wrong. No, thank you so much, Jody. You're a legend, an amazing person, an amazing parent and just a bloody good friend. So thank you so much for coming. Aww. Thanks, guys, and thanks to Rambo Youth. This was Full Disclosure. Thank you so much for listening. This podcast was created by Kate Langdon and produced by Kate Langdon and Mark E. Hire, with audio mixed by Jess Valor and original music by Eilish Wilson. to read the in-depth stories or you just prefer to listen instead the long read from stuff is the podcast for you each week we showcase one of our excellent pieces of journalism telling important or entertaining stories from the world of crime sport history culture and more you also get to hear from the journalists themselves about how they uncovered the story and how it came to life So for your weekly dose of long-form journalism, beautifully read, subscribe to The Long Read from Stuff wherever you get your podcasts. Prepare for an unfiltered journey through the harsh realities of infertility. My name's Nadine Higgins. I'm a broadcaster, a journalist, and I've been trying to make a baby with my husband. That's me. I'm Dan. And we reckon infertility is lonely enough without making it a dirty little secret. In The Human Race with Dan and Nadine Higgins, we share raw and unvarnished stories of couples who have faced the brutal truth of infertility. Unless you've been in it, it's, it's really tough and really lonely. Yeah, and also, this is really weird, but baby showers, you don't need to open the presents in front of everyone. Confronting the harsh reality that not every story has a happy ending. This very blunt, abrasive doctor who I had, you know, had not seen before, who delivered the news, just like... You'll probably never have a natural period again and you'll probably never have a baby. The Human Race, where we share the untold stories of couples in the race of their lives to create a life. I feel like I nearly missed out and I got to do it. And so I feel really lucky. So it's been incredibly positive. Listen today at stuff.co.nz slash thehumanrace or wherever you get your podcasts. The Human Race is proudly brought to you by Elevate.